Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Weissman and Oz. Back with you here on this Friday. Weissman and Oz. Errol will be here in just a couple minutes. But we haven't been here in about two weeks, so a lot's been going on. But the most recent thing is the MVP has finally come down to Jose Altuve. Aaron Judge came very close. He actually, he didn't come close. He only had two votes compared to Altuve's 27 votes for first place. So we'll start off with that. But also we'll get into the, how the Knicks are fun to watch again. Also the Giants, their debacle. So see what happens with Ben McAdoo. Should he have been left in San Francisco? Many people will agree with that. I mean... I think Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese should have been left in San Francisco, and they're going to have a tough matchup this week against Kansas City. So and Ben McAdoo just has the nerve to say, oh, we hope all the fans come to support us uh, because we have a plan to play some good football. So we'll get into that. For, we'll get into that a little bit later, and, of course, our NFL weekly picks. But getting back into the MLB awards, like I said, yesterday was announced that Jose Altuve won the MVP, AL MVP by a landslide, and I'm honestly surprised. I really thought it would have been a lot closer. I'll get the stats up right now. It's real, really, if you think about it, there's no reason why Judge should have only two first-place votes. I mean, without Aaron Judge, this Yankees team wouldn't even sniff the playoffs. Now, looking at from the Astros' side, yes, they were a good team without Jose Altuve. I truly believe even without Jose Altuve, they would have made the playoffs. If you want to talk about playoff performance, which this award is has nothing to do with, it's about regular season, you're going to give it to Jose Altuve. Uh, you're going to give it to Jose Altuve anyway. I mean, Judge had a really poor playoff performance, especially in the – Division series, and I have the stats for you here. Jose Altuve batted 3.46, OPS of 164, 24 home runs, 81 RBIs, 32 stolen bases. Aaron Judge had he hit 2.84. Mind you, he's a rookie. He did win AL Rookie of the Year. Also, he had 2.84, on base on base percentage of 4.22, slugging percentage of 6.27, OPS of 171. 52 home runs, 114 RBIs, and nine stolen bases. And one hell of a year for the rookie Aaron Judge. A guy who, at first, coming into the season, he didn't even have a starting job in right field. If you remember, Joe Girardi wasn't sure who he was going to start. Aaron Judge or Andrew Hicks. So, 
Judge completely wiped out that question for next year. And you know what? Maybe he didn't win MVP this year. He's definitely going to be in, you know, be a candidate for years upcoming. But congratulations to Jose Altuve for not only winning the World Series, winning the MVP, winning the batting title for the second consecutive year or third consecutive year. The guy's a complete animal, a guy who's 5'6". Compared to a guy that's, what, seven foot tall and Aaron Judge? You know, people always say that, you know, especially for people who aren't as tall as, you know, Aaron Judge, you know, it's it's tough that what I'm trying to say is it you have to have a lot of respect for guys like Jose Altuve because of, you know, people saying, oh, you're going to be too small to do this. You're going to be too short to do this. You know, he shows that he is one of the best baseball players on the planet, despite his size, despite his lack of height. He's the best second baseman in all of baseball both offensively, defensively, doesn't matter. He is your MVP, and he had an incredible year. But also, Jose Ramirez on the Cleveland Indians, he didn't – I believe he got one first-place vote. There was a total of 30 votes for this award, and Jose Ramirez got one vote, I believe. Yeah, it was Altuve with 27. No. Yeah, I, I believe it was – yep, it was Altuve with 27, Judge with 22, and then Ramirez, Jose Ramirez with 21 uh, – with one. And we knew Jose Ramirez wasn't going to win the MVP, but he had, again, another incredible year. He's been in the league for about five, six years, if I'm not mistaken, but he hasn't shown – had a performance like this ever in his career. Uh, he hit 318 for the Cleveland Indians – with hitting a two seven a three seventy four on base percentage and a five eighty three slugging percentage, an OPS of one forty five, with twenty nine home runs, eighty three RBIs, and seventeen stolen bases. So he had a great season for the Indians as well. We all knew that he wasn't gonna. We knew he wasn't gonna win the MVP. Back with you on Weissman Rods. We're having a bit of technical issues here, as. We are waiting for my co-host Errol to get here. He should be here any time. He should be here any minute. So, but yeah, we're just recapping. If if you weren't with us before, we're recapping the AL MVP race as Judge lost and Altuve won by a landslide. Uh, no matter the height, the kid has a lot of moxie. Moxie. He he's had an incredible season. You know, but. Hats off to Jose Altuve, Aaron Judge, and Jose Ramirez for being candidates. Also, Aaron Judge may not have won the MVP, but he did win the AL Rookie of the Year, and we knew that was going to happen compared to Trey Mancini and Andrew Benedetti from the Red Sox. Both had phenomenal uh, years, but of course they were going to go unnoticed because of Judge's record-breaking rookie year, again with 50, 52 home runs. No one, no rookie has ever done that before. And again, 114 RBIs, batting 284 for a guy who didn't even have a position to start the year. He didn't even have a position. He was being considered to start in AAA. So, 
I think Judge solidified a spot. He definitely solidified an opening day roster spot for this Yankees team. Um, but yeah, he did win the Rookie of the Year for the NL. Again, Cody Bellinger won by a, a unanimous decision. He had an outstanding season as well. I'm trying to go think about who won that pitcher. The Cy Young went to Max Scherzer. Knew that was going to happen. I can't believe people even voted for Clayton Kershaw. Yes, he had a great year, but he was hurt for a lot, a big part, portion of the season. I, I truly think that had an impact. I believe it was between Strasburg, Scherzer, or Kershaw. New Scherzer was going to win it. And going to the AL side, it was Corey Kluber who won it for the second time. Uh, so hats off to both guys. Tonight's the MLB Awards, so that'll be interesting to tune into. I'm sure that'll be on MLB Network. But I'm uh, getting the MLB Awards up right now. The manager, the manager went to the Diamondbacks manager, and then the AL. Get back to you on that. It, it's been a, a long week, but you know something interesting we can talk about is John Carlos Stanton. He did win the NL MVP, and people say that there should be another award besides MVP, maybe Player of the Year. Because MVP is your most valuable player. The Marlins didn't make the playoffs. They didn't. They had a good run during the season, and John Carlos Stanton might have been the heart of that lineup. And he did have an incredible season. He had over 50 home runs, almost broke 60. But I don't know if you can consider him, even though he was the MVP. So I think you could have put in a, several different players in that that would would have deserved that better. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, for example, or even J.D. Martinez, even uh, when the Diamondbacks acquired him from the trade deadline. You know, he, only, he was only with the Diamondbacks for s such a short amount of time, but I think they, those two were more deserving of MVP than John Carlos Stanton. I think the MLB Writers Association should add another award, Player of the Year. I would Absolutely give John uh, Carlos Stanton that award. MVP, I I would reconsider that vote if I was voting in the in the ballot. But something that's interesting with John Carlos Stanton is he's absolutely going to get traded in the off season as Derek Jeter hasn't reached out to Stanton about it yet. Surprisingly, um, I know Jeter just recently became the owner of the team, so. It, it would be in Jeter's best interest to maybe give Stanton a, a phone call, say, hey, where do you want to get traded? I know there was reports out just the other day that Stanton said he would. He just, Stanton does have a no-trade clause, and he's owed so much money after the big contract he got just a couple just a couple years ago. I believe he said he would not accept any trade to the Red Sox, and I can't think of the other team he said he – would not go to, but Giancarlo Stanton's a West Coast guy. He was born in Cal, born and raised in California, so I could easily see him going to a team like the the, the Dodgers or the Giants. It's just who's gonna, what's he, his worth? What is he? What is it gonna take to get a guy 
that's like on Carlos Stanton. He's going to be the face of a franchise for any team. So you're going to have to give up a lot of guys. And I, I was reading an article earlier on the top 30 team, the, of all MLB 30 teams ranked on the chances of them acquiring, acquiring Stanton. And I was looking, just curious where the Mets were in it. They were ranked, I believe, 23 or 24 out of the 30. And their comment was, let's let's be real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be pretty impossible for the Mets to do that. They'd have to start off with one of their starting pitchers. Uh, I don't think the Mets are willing to do that. They're going to be signing both Syndergaard and DeGrom in the near future, in my opinion. So that's at least what it would take to get Giancarlo Stanton, plus Michael Conforto, plus probably Dom Smith. So I don't think the Mets are willing to part with their future to get Giancarlo Stanton, even though he would be he would be incredible in a New York Mets uniform. But maybe on the other side of New York, the Yankees, that's interesting because the Yankees have a lot of probably, probably the best farm system in all of the major leagues. They have, you know, from starting pitchers like Chance Adams. They have Gleyber Torres in the minors who hasn't solidified a spot yet due to his injury. Uh, I believe he tore his ACL in spring training last year, just before the season started. So Brian Cashman said he's not he's not uh, definitely getting a roster spot next year. So we'll have to see how that plays out in spring training. You also have guys like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Clint Frazier. You have a bunch of guys that the Yankees can part ways with, and they would not be in total trouble, especially because of how much Aaron Judge developed, so much guys like Greg Bird developed, Gary Sanchez. This Yankees team will be fine for the future, even if they do decide to trade for John Carlos Stanton. And I can honestly see the Yankees pulling something off like that because that's just a Yankee thing to do. And But that would – you know, blow away any chance of Bryce Harper coming to this uh, Yankees team or Manny Machado, if you want to even give that, because they're both free agents next year. And all these Yankee fans are saying for years, oh, next year is going to be the free agent class for the Yankees. Guys like Matt Harvey, Bryce Harper, you know, Manny Machado, a bunch of these guys are free agents next year. And that was next year was supposed to be the year the Yankees make a big splash in free agency. But if the Marlins do decide to trade John Carlos Stanton, which they are gonna, they pretty much said that they are gonna be trading John Carlos Stanton. I'm not sure if it's gonna be to the Yankees or somewhere at West Coast to the Dodgers. And but actually, we are having my co-host come walk through the door right now, get his input on where Stanton should be on the AL, race, AL MVP race. And that, this is Errol walking downstairs now. My co-host, it's been 20 minutes. What are you doing for, for 20 minutes? Uh, you know, duty calls, when people people that you care about uh, need you, you got you to gotta take care of it. So duty well, you're call, a good person. Oh, duty did call. Um, when I get an urgent text from a good friend of mine, and even if it's not that urgent, I, I have to fulfill my duties. But... Um, I was listening on the way here. Um, a few things. You're great by yourself. I don't know why you get so down. Uh, St. Louis is the other team that Stanton already declined. Why does he just decline the whole Central and East Coast of the United States? That I don't understand. But um, well, this is I don't mean to reintroduce. But um, 
why the you know that was the Weissman. I am the Oz. Is uh, but uh, Stephen. Also, I I one thing I do have to disagree on you upon uh, is the Yankees going after Stanton. I Brian Cashman has said, and he's said a few times, and, and he's all almost gone through with it. He is, but now he said it at the winter meetings. Well, a few things that he said at the winter meetings that I heard, um, that I heard via the Michael K show. You know, not an actual journalist, but I, they're around the situation enough. Chase Headley will be your third baseman next season. He has one year left on his contract. Even though I think the, if the Yankees really wanted to, I think he has some value. I think he played well enough last year with an expiring contract. I think they'd be able to dump his salary. So he also played well at first base last year. And so he at can, the end of the season. Yeah, he can play two positions. So I, I think he can he can do very well. Uh, the Yankees can. Especially if Lyber Torres is ready. He's going to be the third baseman next year. There's no doubt about it. Well, because I have D.D. Gregorius. Something else I heard. Torres, or and he's going to be competing with Andujar. Remember, Torres is coming off the Tommy John surgery. They say he's going to be back uh, for spring training, but you don't want any complications. You don't want to rush him. And Andujar seems capable capable at the plate. I don't know really. It kind of reminds me of Daniel Murphy in the sense of, he can play all these different positions. It's just that he can't grasp on the one and and thrive with one. So um, another thing I heard, Jacoby Ellsbury, they're going to try very, very hard to trade him. That's not going to happen. Which it, if they want to get rid of him, they're going to have to eat a lot of the money. Um, I remember at the deadline last season, people were talking about <laughs> now it would have been a king's ransom, but um, people were talking about switching, his, swapping his contract for another bad one. At the time, Justin Verlander was a name that popped up. All of a sudden, Justin Verlander started pitching well towards the trade deadline, through the trade deadline, up until the waiver deadline, and he um, obviously, you know, evidently got traded to the Astros. And well, it doesn't look like a bad contract anymore, Steve. Now does it? No, it doesn't. And Verlander has one more year left, right? He, I think he or has a, a he has a couple years. Uh, I actually do remember seeing a I think it was Bregman, where he he didn't know Verlander was supposed to be there for a couple of years. So as soon as he found out, it was, he was like, oh. So he made it. He he said something about Kato. Oh, 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 he said, "Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad he's here for a couple more years. Maybe Kato then will uh, hook me up with one of, her, <laughs> one of his friends, her friends." But Errol, I want to get your take on the AL MVP race. Uh, why was it such a far spread between the first place votes between Judge and Altuve? You know, I was thinking about it last night, and this is this is now confirmed to me what the MLB looks at. The MLB is going to look at. They're not only going to look at the the whole the uh, totality of the player's stats, but they're going to look at how this player was from start to finish. That tells me what that that is exactly what them picking Altuve at the rate that they did. Altuve could have won the MVP. I thought it should have been. I personally would have voted for Judge. I look at the you know you look at it and and the sabermetrics and the really the di, diluted stats with the on base percentage and. And uh, slugging percent, they're very similar. So you can just wash those out. But even with the break after after the All-Star break, when Jump, Judge had the horrific slump. I mean, slump, Steven, he couldn't hit. I mean, he, he couldn't get on base. That's the thing. Do you think that was yes. a big factor in yes, this? Yes, yes. Now I, I, I really do believe. Um, it's about consistency. It's about, yeah. I mean, Stanton, everyone's going to slump. Like, Stanton won the NL MVP and. You know, he slumped a little bit. But... I don't know if you heard my take on that. 
on the MVP on how he's, I don't think he should have been the MVP. I think it should have been a guy like oh, and Cole I, Goldschmidt. And I fully agree with you. No, no, I, the thing is, with if you ask 100 different people what the word valuable means, I guarantee you'll get 100 different answers. You know, if we want to talk about, like, in the NBA, you know, most valuable player, if it's off, off of value, LeBron James should win it every year. Right. You know, and in the NHL, if it's off of value, Sidney Crosby should win it every year. Or Conor McDavid should win it every year. Or, well, I mean, Sidney Crosby, they've won without Sidney Crosby. But you, you get my point. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady should win every year. No one else should even be considered other than those two quarterbacks. Um. If they, I mean, they want, but then again, you talk about, like, Mike Trout has won it in the past without, and his team has, has been 10, 15 games out of the postseason. So I, I, they look at, I think they're going to look at, this is what, that stupid stat, it's not even a stat, it's an acronym, war. Hmm. I can't stand it. Um, they're going to look at the totality of the season, not only the totality of the season, but from consistency from game one to game 162, because that's what you saw from Altuve. Now, Altuve had around 80 RBIs or so. You know, Judge had, you know, was in the hundreds. Judge had 52 home runs and Altuve had 24. You know, Altuve had 30 plus stolen bases. Judge had, I mean, Judge could, Judge could probably get somewhere around. They don't want him to run. I mean, they could probably get somewhere around there, but I don't really agree with, I, 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 I'm, I thought Judge should have won the award. I thought both of them deserved it. I wouldn't have been surprised if, the, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jose Ramirez. That's what I was, was someone gave him a third place vote though this season. Who? Like I don't understand, Judge. Someone gave him a third place vote. Like I don't. Someone's not a Yankee fan. Someone, I just don't understand. I mean, listen, we're also living in a world where Aaron Seeley got a vote to get a Hall of Fame vote. That guy's that guy's job should, you know, voting rights should have been rescinded right then and there. They should have went on an investigation to find out who did that. But I, the landslide that it was just shows you, you got to be consistent throughout the whole year. And when they were consistent, and when. Judge wasn't consistent to the point where he was just couldn't hit. Other people stepped up. Yankees were still winning. CJ Gregorius was great. Barry Sanchez was fantastic for, and he was out for a month. You know the pitching stepped up. The bullpen won you games, but you know another take. I mean, you know another argument. If if you're talking about the most valuable, you can take the best closer or the best reliever and make him the most valuable. You player. can even put Max Scherzer in the conversation for MVP. Yeah, I mean we've seen pitchers win. We've seen Clayton Verlander. Yeah, we've seen Verlander and Kershaw win it before. You know, I I mean that you know if you're talking about valuable. What what do you see as value? No, I see I see a reliever as very valuable. You, know, you need a guy to come in and get you fifty some odd saves. That's fifty wins right there. That was in his control. He got you half your wins. What did the Marlins do for Stanton to win an MVP though? What did the did the Marlins make it to the playoffs? No. No. I mean he carried it. He then, did. But, but then, what does it? What did they get anywhere? No. But then think of the scenario, and this may be proved. There, there's a good chance it could be proved next season, and so on. That take him off the Marlins. Put in a plug-in guy, whoever that would be. I don't, I don't know who's on that. I couldn't tell you the fourth outfield there is. And if I told you I knew, I'd be lying to you. And I don't want to be a liar. I am not a liar. But you take him off the team and see what they would become. I don't know what they would be. I mean, they would probably be worse than they already are. Now, they're going to trade everyone. They're going to trade Ozuna. They're going to trade Yelich. They're going to trade D. Gordon, which I'm perfectly fine as long as that's within the division. I you know, that's something else we need to get into. The Mets, the offseason's coming about, and the Mets are talking to players, and I'm not too thrilled about who they're talking to at the moment. I am. But, yeah, I know you are. You settle. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, like, some, there are times you like Moe's more than Chipotle. You settle. For whatever reason, I have no idea. Today, obviously, was, was you know, very... Uh, Carlos Santana is not setting. I think he's a very... He's a veteran guy. He's a good hitter. He's a he, great 
great defensively. He's overweight and he's thirty. He's not overweight. He's on the on the heavier side, which can so and Dom Smith. I see. I'm glad the Mets are recognizing because how many times have we seen the Mets in the past realize the mistake but just be too stubborn to fix it, to send a guy down, to trade a guy, to cut ties with a guy because they invested whatever. You know, like Jerry Reese, who's too, Eric Flowers has played better of late, but, you know, too stubborn to go out and get a left tackle because Eric Flowers just wasn't performing that well. You know, the Mets aren't, I don't want to see them be stubborn anymore. I want it's, to see a, them, it's a small sample size for Don Smith. But his weight really concerned me. And we talked about this one day off the air, Stephen. He just looked, like, I literally, I, I legitimately looked at him, and the first thought that came to my mind, he's got a little gut there. He's got, he's got a little heaviness. I, I, he didn't come in in shape. I mean, he's not in shape. That's not in shape. I, I know people look heavy and they're in shape. He's uh, not in shape. Prince Fielder did his career. But. Yeah, I know. I know. But how many times? Even a dead clock is right twice a day, even right? Even CeCe Sabathia. That was the concern with him. Don't lose weight, CeCe. You're better fat. Bartolo Colon didn't have a horrible career either, and he still hasn't had that and horrible. Bartolo Colon's actually in pretty good shape. You've seen, the, you've seen the guy run. He doesn't like to run, but he can run. He's in, he's in good shape. So... But I, mean, I know not, what you mean, though. Let's not forget, this guy's also 22, 23 years old. It's That's not exactly what you want to yeah. see from a guy. Absolutely. And the, guy, the Mets want power from the first base position also. I don't think Tom Smith is really a power guy. He's no. more of an average doubles gap hitter. Yeah, he's never been known as a power guy in his, in his minor league career. One guy I would love, I don't think it's going to happen, especially because I, I just came to the realization that Scott Boris is his agent, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Cosmere. But Eric Cosmere is going to end up getting – Getting $150 million. At least 150 to 175. I don't think more than 150. I think he's worth about 100 mil. Um, but with Scott Boris, he's going to end up getting his money. Um, I, I don't know who's going to give it to him. Maybe you know what they're like going to the do. Angels or, or the... Logan Morrison's going to be their starting right fielder until Conforto comes back. And the third baseman's going to be Eduardo Nunez. The third baseman? No, where, where is Eduardo Nunez coming to play? <laughs> Because he's a free agent too, and I could just see the message. Uh, him as a versus. One thing, one thing I don't want to see, and I think Nunez is going to get paid too, not to the extent of Posmir, and not even to the extent of. He'll uh, probably yeah. get fifty. Yeah, I think so. That's um, going to give that to him. I, I they shouldn't. Um, I think they, that's what TJ Rivera is there for, even if he's healthy enough to. Yeah, uh, what's up with all these infielders in New York getting Tommy John surgery, man? Jesus, but the way I look at it now, Cespedes is. In, let's look at the lock. Cespedes and left. Travis Tarnow behind the plate. I feel bad bashing him still. Very nice guy. We met him at the GK10 event. And also, if you were to get in a fist fight or an arm wrestling match, I want that guy. You shake his hand. If anyone's ever shaking his hand, I don't know if that's just any catcher. A very strong, firm grip. He's a very strong man. I met Rosario. Um, Amal Rosario is at shortstop. They said Azrubal Cabrera is at third baseman. So put, pencil him in the infield at third base. After that, man, I mean, what do you got? Flores at second? No, I can't say. I think the Mets are really going to go out there and go to second base. Unless you want Jose Reyes, you're going to have. I think Jose Reyes is going to be the starting second, opening day second baseman. Where they go from there, I don't, I don't know. But as weird as it sounds, for everything Jose has been through throughout the last few years of his personal life, he, he's a very good influence. Apparently, he's a very good influence on Amari Rosario. Um, yeah, I, I, I truly, I've heard that as well, and I think he wants like there's no other team he wants to be on. And if the Mets want one of, he's going to sign. For, for cheap. He might not ask for anything, if if anything. But he, you know, I could see the Mets, if they stick with this first base tandem, I can see them 
uh, playing Wilmer Flores at first base against lefties. We know his success against lefties. Um, over 300, you know, knocking home runs out of the park against lefties for the last few years, Wilmer Flores is. So uh, you might want to see that. You know, Conforto, I read a report in the paper yesterday, Mark Craig, or was it Puma? Oh, whoever it was. Uh, no, it was Craig. It was Newsday. Uh, that Conforto said he feels good and he could be back for spring training. You know, he could be back for opening day. Um, how much I do I believe that with that spitting image of him on the ground, agonizing pain, grabbing his shoulder and a, a injury that just sounds all, I mean, I looked it up after it just sounds awful. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could believe that. All I know right now is Cespedes and left, Darno at third, or excuse me, Darno at catching. You know, Darno has played third. Didn't make a play, but he did play third. And Rosario short. What about your bullpen? Because that's going to be the biggest thing with the Mets. Because you heard what Sandy Alderson wants to do. Yeah, I saw I saw them connected to Brian Shaw, which does make sense. Mickey Callaway, uh, former pitching coach of the Indians, going after you know Joe Smith. I mean, two guys they have been connected to. I would love to bring Joe Smith back. I think he was a fan favorite here when he was here. I don't think he was really appreciated as much as he should have been. Um, I know Luke Gregerson's a guy that's out there. He's, Wade Davis. Wade Davis. He's going to get paid, though. He's going to get paid to be a closer. I mean, I, now that's another question. And the Mets have Familian Ramos, however you want to flip them in 8 and 9. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it has to be asked. You know, who would be your closer? Um, Jerry Blevins is back. I don't know if you want to overuse him. And Mickey Calloway, we're not going to see. I re- we got to remember, Stephen. We're going from a guy in Terry Collins that was around for a while, really went by his gut. Never looked at the sabermetrics. Never looked at, you know, as they called by, you know, Joe Girardi, by Joe. Yeah. Never liked to look at that type of stuff. You usually went by the gut. And sometimes it would work out, like bringing Josh Edgen, faces loaded, Bryce Harper, one out, ends up getting a double play. Sometimes it wouldn't work out. Um, you're not going to see as much as Jerry Blevins as he did last year, which I think is a good thing. You know, let him be the lefty specialist. If there's two left, if you're coming in two lefties and a righty in between, he can handle it. I have, I have a lot of confidence in that because we saw it time and time again last year. But you're not going to see as much as Jerry Blevins. I think you're going to see. I mean, you, he already has the pit starting pitchers going to a pitching program, monitoring them, monitoring what they're doing over the off season. So when Mickey Callaway and I got a little worried when he was talking about it at the press conference, we're going to care about these players. And he's talking about loving them and loving them like a kid loves their newborn or a parent loves their newborn child. I'm not going to lie, I was getting a little worried. But hearing that he's going to monitor these pitchers, making sure Noah Syndergaard doesn't put on 17 pounds of muscle. Noah, I know you want to look good for Alex Cooper, man. I know you want to look good for very he's beautiful. Oh, it's a very beautiful woman. Very beautiful woman. Uh, follow her on Instagram. Though. Best decision I've ever made in my life. She actually she did post a video, and I, I did get concerned. She's just putting gas. She, she looks at her phone, looks up, and the caption is, when Bay leaves you on read, you know. And she starts pouring gasoline all around her penthouse apartment. <laughs> would you bring back Addison Reed? Um, I consider it. I would look at because you got to remember we looked at the options, you know, for this free agency. There's not a lot out there, and the ones that are out there, like Wade Davis, and he's going to get paid to be a closer. I don't think it's going to be. I think his time is done in Chicago because they did have um, they did trade for Justin Wilson. I think he's set up to be the closer now. Uh, as you see, the Cubs really don't like bringing back relievers on big contracts as they didn't with Chapman. I don't think they'll do it with Wade Davis. Um, but, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll see. But uh, we're going to take a quick break on the I-95 Sports Network, Weiss and Oz, and we'll be back right after this.
Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Weissman and I is back with you on this Friday. The number to call is 1605-562-8001. Tune in there, dial, um, and press 5 to join the conversation, or go on i95sportsnetwork.com. Now, we just recapped some Mets, hot stoves, Mets all season. Let's get into some Knicks basketball, because that's actually one New York team that's fun to watch right now. Steven, if you told me a year ago, a year ago, so it would be... Uh... What is it? November 17th. Oh, my gym member should just do that. November 17th, 2016. And you told me the Islanders would look pretty good. Well, you know, I could have said this two weeks ago. I actually said it two weeks ago. I was about to tweet it out. My phone wouldn't work. Whatever. Two weeks ago, I said to myself, wow. If I love said back a year ago, the Giants would be a mess. The Yankees would fire their manager after being in the, uh, one game away from the World Series. Um... The Mets, you know, uh, Terry Collins would get fired, or Terry Collins would not get fired, but still be in the organization as a front office uh, uh, consultant. Uh, the Rangers were a mess. The Knicks were actually pretty good, and the Islanders, I mean, you know, they're they're all right. I don't, I'm not really surprised that they are. I would tell you you're on drugs. I would ask to drug test you because I thought the Giants had Super Bowl aspirations. The Jets would have trouble winning three games. Um, I thought the Rangers would usually start off hot, would be better than what they've been, even though they just. Steven tells me before, we didn't have a, get to have a show last week. You know, Rangers on a six-game winning streak, didn't even get to talk about it. I'm like, baby, it don't matter. It's a regular season. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, I would tell you you're on drugs, but that is the world that we live in today. And, you know, we're also living in a world where Jameis Winston is, uh, you know, now having allegations against sexual assault for groping an Uber driver last year at 3 o'clock in the morning. And people are wondering. You know, I, I see people, Steven, you and I have had a few drinks in our system time and time again, people do stupid things. When you yeah. see a report that James Winston did this at 3 o'clock in the morning, what is your initial assumption? That Dude had way too many. Yeah. So when I see people on Twitter, and I get, you know, unfortunately we live, and we're about to get into the Knicks, but I did see this on Twitter on the way here. I thought it had to be a drop. Because you did pick this team to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, get to the Super Bowl, right? I think yeah. you had the Raiders winning, as I did. No, I had Tampa Bay Oh, did you? Oh, because you had Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. So now that quarterback is going to be suspended for six games because I think that Roger Goodell set the precedent with Ezekiel Elliott. It doesn't matter if you're guilty or not. You're being accused. CBA, you agreed to this. Suspended six games. I think that's going to end up happening. Um, you all right there, buddy? I'm good. Oh, God, help me. Uh, is that cheese on that quesadilla? Oh, there was. Oh, no. Anyway, um... You know, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, stupid. You know, unfortunately, we live in a country that does, you know, it, people are racist. I don't think this is a race thing. I think this is a thing that there there is now text message proof um, of the girl, 3 o'clock in the morning. So um, I, it's just sad to see. I mean, the Zeke thing, whether he did it or not, and I don't know if he did it. Because, you know, the your lead investigator said that the only credible witness or the only witness that could be credible is not credible. And um, it still stood at six games. So I can't even – but his past, you know, Zeke's past things that happened, you know, James Winston's past events that happened, and 
you know, besides eating his fingers. I still, I still don't know what that is. Anyway, hey, guys, see you. The Knicks are fighting it. Oh, my God. We got entertaining basketball in New York City. Um, I do have to say, and I wish we did have a show last week. Unfortunately, we couldn't. Um, that game against the Cavaliers showed me something. That was a game I tweeted. That was a game you watched. Have you watched since? I've been watching. Oh, my God. I watched the Utah game on Wednesday. Have you been watching college football like I told you to? No. Oh, Michigan plays Wisconsin this weekend. Big game. Big, 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 big okay. game. Big game. Um, you know, for, LeBron took the shot at Phil Jackson. I don't know if you you read or heard. I, 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 read, I know all about it. Played the Mavericks the day before. So Dennis Smith Jr. was a star. And, and the Knicks, even though there were seven other teams ahead of them, the Knicks missed out. The Knicks didn't draft them. And I get that. I wanted Dennis Smith Jr., but it didn't happen. Um, you're taking a shot at the kid, too. And I get the kicker. This is a 19-year-old kid. That's not from this country. That is from France. Nilakina. Nilakina. He is silent. I don't know why people struggle with that. Um, who stepped up to the best player in the world. And I, I give him credit for that. And he's got marbles for that. Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor is not even, my Turkish brother, isn't even allowed in his country. His family is being threatened overseas. You think he's afraid of LeBron James? No, he got right in LeBron's face. Don't mess with my guy. Don't mess with my guy. This team, see, and KP said it during a post-game interview one time. They play with New York grit, and that's exactly what they do. Because you saw what Nilla Keenan did, you saw what Cantor did, and you see the way KP and everyone else went. These guys love each other. They really do. They, they play very well. I, that's something we haven't seen with this team in a very, very long time. Yeah, and, and as Cantor even said, this is a family. This isn't this is just a family. And, you know, not to mention, KP hasn't even had that many great games. People are stepping uh, he's, up. He's, I mean, he's, he's been great. He's averaging over 30 points a game. Well, no, he's averaged like 28. I mean, whatever. Right. Last year, wasn't he averaging like 18 and a half yeah, at mean, this point? So He also wasn't the main cognitive scoring last year. Oh, yeah, so that's a big factor in it, too. Carmelo's gone off this team as well. So I think that's a big, big thing with this team. Porzingis, even when he is not playing well, like the other night, when he got into foul trouble early, I believe he had like three fouls in the first half. Yeah. And, you know, guys stepped up. Hardaway's been excellent. No one can expect what Hardaway's doing, you know. No, and I, and I got into a conversation with someone about this, about Hardaway's contract. Um, Solomon Thomas. Do you know who Solomon Thomas is? Not a lot of people do. The casual basketball, basketball fan does not know who Solomon Thomas is. Solomon Thomas is getting paid $54 million over four years. Solomon Thomas does absolutely nothing. Tim Hardaway Jr., four for 72. Is it too much? Yeah. Would I have given it to him? No. Did the Knicks give it to him? Yeah. Is he worth it so far? Not so bad. Um, You know, it's better than the, you know, than the Knicks signing, a, you know, like a 32-year-old guy that's kind of overweight, you know, for – you know, like the Mets are about to do. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm glad the Knicks go out and spend money on a guy like Hardaway, who's 25, 26 years old, and he's producing, Steve. And, you know, Jared Jack is producing. And this is – and his cancer is averaging 14 and 10. He ain't no scrub. I thought he was going to be a guy to – you know, the Knicks could trade at the deadline to get a first-round pick. I think you got to extend them. Yeah. Extend them. Is he a free agent after this? He has an option for $18 million. Um, but to what? But the way the NBA is going, I mean, we're just talking about Hardaway and guys you've never heard of getting paid big. Um, the way the I mean, Joe Kim knows. We let's not forget this dude's getting paid sixteen million dollars a year. Uh, what really, is Noah done? People really that mad about Hardaway? 
Um, he's going to get a max contract, $24, $25 million a year. I can guarantee – yeah, I can guarantee that. The way the NBA landscape is today and the way people are getting paid. I mean, Russell Westbrook is fantastic. He's getting paid $214 million. With endorsement deals, that's just way too much for any player. But the players are getting paid this because the product is rising and the product is thriving. And that way, you know, the product is obviously, you know, they're making, NBA is making a lot of money. But, um, Stephen, we have to talk about, I was never the guy, and neither were you, if I remember correctly, I was never a guy to blame Mellow. I mean, people will call up and blame Mellow, blame Mellow. And I was never that guy. But, Steve, the grass is so much greener on the other side. It's not, it's not even funny at this point. You see the way the Thunder are struggling. The Thunder don't know what to do. You know, let's. It's, this is not hockey, right, Steve? This is not hockey where you can put, you know, say if the Pittsburgh Penguins went out and got uh, signed an Alex Ovechkin to pair up with Mulkin and and Crosby. You know, you can do whatever you want with those three guys on a line together. You know, whoever scores is whoever scores. Hockey is an unselfish sport. Basketball is not. I and mean, when you have one guy who's selfish, one guy who is trying too hard to get everyone else involved, and another guy is just you know doing his own thing. And Paul George, um, it's going to be hard. You see the way the cat, or you see the way the, the Thunder's struggling. You see the way the Knicks are thriving, and I'm enjoying it very much. And it's kind of giving me a tingly feeling. You know exactly. what time it is, Harold? Is it? It's that time. You know what time it is, right? Oh my! Oh, oh, it's time! It's time. Um, oh, you need to, uh, you need to give me a moment to freshen up, though. If you, you know what I mean. Um, last night. Wait, can we before while we wait for me to get this uh get these this thing in order, as you know what I'm doing. Um, what do you think of the the I like to call it the Madden camera angle. What do you think of the Madden camera I angle? I didn't catch. Night? I really didn't catch much of the game last night because I was watching the Islanders with Carolina. So I what was the fun? I don't know. It was, I know. It was, I know it was three. I know it was three three at the end six of six uh, four. Oh, was it? Okay. So, so they put up another six spot for the fourth time in like six games. So. Team could score. That's not a problem. Yes, defense and their goaltending is atrocious. But uh, what did you think of it? I heard it was pretty oh, neat. it was awesome. Now, there was a couple people, and they even admitted it, too. Like, I might be alone on this, but I'm not sure how I feel about the camera angle. But, I mean, the majority loved it. Um, I loved it. I, I know mean, Ben Roethlisberger had a Ben Roethlisberger type of game. Yeah, it threw four touchdowns. I mean, you're just tossing it up to A.B., and A.B. did his thing last night. Unfortunately, Juju Schuster. Did not. not. Um, I mean, sorry for DraftKings or whatever uh, you were doing. I'm uh, sure. No, my my regular fantasy league, DraftKings though. Travis Kelsey might have the greatest t- day of tight ends in the history of daily fantasy. I promise you that. How many touchdowns do you think he got? He'll have at least two. I really do believe that. Um, uh, Stephen, if I were you, and and I've done this twice already, and um, I would go and bet every penny I have on the prop bet of Travis Kelsey over one and a half. Uh, touchdowns for the day, but that time. Let's start off with the Chiefs and the Giants. Chiefs, six and three against the Giants, who are one and eight. I know this. Chiefs are favored by ten and a half points. I'm surprised that spread's not even bigger. Give me the Chiefs all the way. Take every penny you have and go bet the Chiefs by ten and a half points. Let's move on to the next game. The Lions and the Bears. Give me the, uh, give me the spread. Favorite by three points. Okay. I'll take the Lions. Um, I'll take the Lions too. I thought the Bears would have given me a better effort last week, but it's, it's, 
imminent. They don't want Mitchell Trubisky to do anything. They want him to be a game manager. It's frustrating me. Um, they have good defense, though, but I think Matt Stafford's just, just too good. And Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, these guys are on fire right now. The next game, oh, this is a tough one, actually. The Ravens, who are 4-5 and five against the Packers, who are 5-4. and four. Baltimore favored by two points. Give me the Ravens. Um, the last week is an aberration. Maybe it's not. Maybe Brett Hundley's actually getting better. Maybe Brett Hundley's making progress. But we've seen Baltimore Ravens embarrass, literally embarrass some quarterbacks. Um, and I think they have a good chance to do the same against Brett Hundley this weekend. If the Packers want to make any push at a wild card, or even the division, it's not, it's not happening. I'm going to take the Packers. Okay, good. You want to make a bet on that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they make the playoffs. In all honesty, but I'm just going to go with the Packers here. Jaguars and Browns. Browns are still looking for their first one against a Jacksonville team who's five, six and three. Jacksonville favored by eight. Give me Jacksonville. Spread went down. People are buying in on the Browns. No way, Jose. Give me the Jaguars. Now, what did I tell you? What I, this is the best. I told you during week one. This is, has a chance to be, because on paper you saw it. This has a chance to be the best defense in the league, and they're living up to the hype. You know, they literally tried to give the game away last week, but nonetheless, um, give me, and Gordon Fournette's back, and I think he's going to have a big game. questionable, they said. Oh, he, hasn't, he hasn't attacked the All right, we'll see what happens with that. They've won a game without Fournette. I think they could do it again against the Lonely Browns, and I think they can do it by nine points because I think two defensive touchdowns are in order this weekend in Cleveland by the Jaguars. Next game, the Cardinals and the Texans. Ah! Houston favored by one and a half. Basically ah! a pick game. Ah! Just give me the Texans. Do we know who's starting for the Cardinals? I know it's damaging Drew Stanton. And the immortal Blaine Gabbert. No, I think it's going to be Gabbert. Where is this game? In Houston. Yeah, can you home team? I, I don't, I don't know. It's so sad what happened to the I, I don't know what else to say. Um, even though one tidbit, I know Will Fuller, who's essentially useless anyway since Watson gone down. Um, that's not a knock on him. That's just a knock on that. I have him on fantasy. And he's very excited. Um, Give me the Texans. But I know he's not playing this week. I still think they, they push through it. All right, the next game is the Rams and the Vikings. Oh, four seven and two. Oh, is this the game? Of the, oh. Minnesota favored by two and a half. This game not at night. Why is this game at the night? The one o'clock, one o'clock game. Oh, come on, are the Giants playing at one or two or four twenty-five? Can you check that for me? Uh, are they playing? Are they playing on CBS though? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have a chance to watch this game then. Steven, I was thinking about this all week. Now, the quarterback controversy gets to comes into play, and Rams are playing. Give me the Rams. The Rams didn't know this. They haven't lost the game on the road yet. And even though the Vikings defense is very good, I don't know if Everson Griffin's going to play this week. And that's a big, big factor if you're playing a team like uh, the Rams. Kirk Cousins scored some points on him last week. Kirk Cousins is no scrub, but he scored some points on that defense last week. I think Jared Goff can do the same. Give me the Rams on the road, baby. Just win, LA. I do think the Rams Super are going to be good. I think the Vikings, I think the home team wins this game. I, I really think Adam Adam Thielen, he's not just an okay wide receiver. He's probably one of the best wide receivers in this league. He's borderline elite. He's borderline elite. What a game he had last week. And I think he has an even bigger game this week. That quietly is the best quarter, uh, wide receiver deal in the whole league. Oh, yeah. Couldn't think of another one. I'm going to the Vikings to win that game. Next game, Redskins and the Saints. Saints favored by eight points. Yeah. Give me the Saints. 
for the rest of the This same team can play defense. That's fine. I have to think about this. I think eight points a lot. I think Kirk Cousins is better than a lot of people give credit for. Um, I saw him smoke a Minnesota defense. So I think, even though it is in the Superdome, I think he could go in there and smoke a Saints defense that isn't as good as Minnesota. It's pretty good. But I think he can go in there. I think that that's a good bet. Give, right. give me the cover. Give me the cover. The next game, the Buccaneers and the Dolphins. My, it's a pick oh, Miami is by one. Oh. Jimmy? Oh, this is, uh, this is the game that had to be postponed. Yeah. This is supposed to be their bye week. Give me the Dolphins. You're a home team. Under. I, 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 and everything going on with James now? I no mean, way. Give me no the Dolphins. Give me the Fitzpatrick did play well against the Jets. And, and you know what? Jake Cutler did play. Oh, no. That was two weeks ago. Oh, and they're on short rest. Uh, nah, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick playing quarterback. Bills and Chargers. Chargers the home team. Chargers favored by five. That's all Tyrod Taylor's worth is one point, one dang point. Taylor's exploded? No, he's not. It was four. Or maybe it was three and a half, or point and a half. Um, that also is something we didn't get into, the Bills benching Tyrod Taylor. I tweeted out, and it got some it got some popularity. Uh, like, the defense can't stop a nose, but you can't stop anyone on the ground. But let's bench the quarterback, right? That's, uh, that, you know, that makes sense. Even Chargers, as long as Phil Burridge plays, I know he's in concussion protocol, but from everything that I hear coming out of that, um, that camp, I think he's going to play. So. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills going into L.A. Nate Peterman. All right. Uh, and winning this game. What, what, what college do Nathan Peterman go to that you're so confidently picking this team? Did you go to Stanford? No. I'll give you what. Well, you don't know the conference is. He, he, the out. ACC, it's in the state of Pennsylvania. Who's the country? No. God. God, I'm going to You went to Pitt. That was the guy I wanted to draw to draft in like the fourth or fifth round. Let him ruin behind Eli. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's ready. One thing though, John Gruden said this would be the best quarterback in the draft. John Gruden. We'll see what happens. I don't know if he's ready yet, but we'll see. Bengals. Oh yeah! What a farm burner! Yeah. Let's spread on this one. Denver favored by two and a half. Oh man! Give me the Broncos. Yeah, over under could be. 30, I take the under. Uh, give me, yeah, give me the Broncos for the home team. I think this defense finally gets up. I don't know who's starting at quarterback. It doesn't matter because they're both bad, but Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton, baby. Give me the Broncos. Next game, New England versus Oakland in Oakland. This one's in Mexico City. Mexico City, my bad. New England's in by a touchdown. Give me the Patriots. Touchdown. Um, yeah, give me the, the Raiders to cover seven points. Really? Um, they were in this environment. This is the thing. The air levels there are different. Um, one team there, the Raiders, has experienced that, and they experienced it last year. Patriots don't really know what they're going into. I think the Patriots still win, but I think the Raiders keep this team close. Give me the Raiders in Mexico City. All right, and Eagles-Cowboys. Cowboys without Ezekiel Elliott in the next five games. Philly favored by five points in Jerry Town. I will pick the Cowboys to win on two conditions. Two. And I don't know them, but I'm going to pick this game with an action. If Tyron Smith plays and Sean Lee plays, if he's, people, see, when we talk about the MVP, this guy should win defensive MVP every year. Every year that he's on the field because this team is just, this defense, defensive unit is nothing without him. If those two, I don't even think it's Bubsy. Those two players play, 
I think Dak pulls this one out, even even though the Eagles are you know they're coming off the bye. You know how I feel about that, but those two guys play. I'm taking the Cowboys. Eagles are winning this game 110 percent. I think five five. <laughs> you forgot about that. Cowboys cover. Okay. Eagles won. Okay. Final game. Ah. The Monday Monday night game. Falcons Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three points. I have to say something. I need to change my Super Bowl pick. I can't leave the Super Bowl pick, Stephen, with Richard Sermon not there. No, you can't shoot. Oh, change come it. on. You can't change Rams it. Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Um, What's the spread on this game? Three. Seattle. Uh, I mean, yeah, Seattle has extra time to prepare, coming off the mini-buy from Thursday Night Football. Um, I still don't trust the Falcons. I don't trust them in their own home turf, let alone Mile High Stadium. Or excuse me, um, Century League Field. I don't know what happened to you there. But, um, give me the Seahawks. Three points. Probably not enough. Even without Sherman, I think they, they still pull out. Russell Wilson is my MVP. So, so. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to go Seattle to win this game as well. But Atlanta. No, not Seattle's going to win it. 100%. Even by three points. Seattle's going to win it. It's going to be a good game. But Seattle. Comes out on top. Something that we need we need to get into. We have five minutes left in the show. Ben McAdoo. Yeah, gone, gone, gone. Should he have been left in San Francisco along with Jerry Reese? Um, no. In my opinion, he he shouldn't have. Um, his Eli Apple has missed a second straight day due to a personal personal. Oh, I think his mother's actually having brain surgery. Yeah, his mother is. Um. No, and I think that statement that they made is just clarity that he's going to be here the rest of the year, and eight games is eight games. We're now seven. Um, seven games is seven games. And, you know, maybe they could win. Maybe they, God forbid they roll out seven straight or five out of, five out of that. Um, I don't think that will happen, but I think now it's time to evaluate whether he's the right guy to, to lead this team and, and the right guy. Now, the Giants have the right idea. Because, you know, I, I actually was talking to a buddy the other day, and we were talking about the coaches that are going to get fired. And I think one coach, you know, they can win six, seven games with a lack of talent. I think John Fox is out the door either way. Um, and the reason why is because I think teams look at uh, the way Jared Goff is having success with McVay and Cousins is having success with Jay Gruden and uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. And I think they want an offensive-minded head coach. Now, the Giants have the right idea. The thing is, do you want a guy who the players are tuning out? I don't – I mean, what's Janoris Jenkins supposed to say? He didn't quit? I mean, what is he supposed to say? He quit. I mean, come on. So, uh, you know, they have the offensive-minded guy, but not a guy that people want in the locker room and not a guy to lead these – he's not a leader. I mean, he's not. No. I mean, look at the way he does his press conferences and look at the way a guy like Bill Belichick does his press conferences. Yeah, it's no, pretty it's bad. He doesn't give the media anything at all. No, and I'm not really sure he knows what's going on half the time either. <sighs> it's just a sad situation. It's a, it's a mess. No one expected this. One, and... one thing I do want to do, Steve. Now, we have a show every week, and I want – we have three minutes. Now, we have two minutes for you to think about this and one minute for me to think about it because I just – I think a little bit quicker. Um, hey. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm a funny guy. Um, if – now, I want 
Get into it. I'm thinking how his words are as he's scrolling through the Islanders' Instagram. What are you doing? What are you doing? They're on their dad's trip. Oh, my God. A bold prediction by next Friday. When does free agency open up? Do we know the answer to this? With MLB? Yes. It opens already. I, oh, yeah, they can sign players right now? Yeah. Okay, I want a bold prediction from you. You have two minutes thing. A bold prediction by next Friday. I want, you, you have time to think about this. I'm going to scroll through, and I'm going to think about this. I think this could be fun. I think this could be fun. Oh, yeah. No, don't, don't. You have two minutes. You, this should be plenty of time for you. I don't even have a question. A question of what? Just think of some sort of, I don't know, free agent signing. Think about it. Anything. Any sort of bold prediction for next week in any sport. Think about it. Um, I just thought about this three minutes ago, so I don't have any sort of advantage on you. Carlos Santana is in New York. Oh, God. Matt. Oh, God. I hope you're wrong. I really, Stephen, I really, really <laughs> hope you're wrong. Um... All right, I got one. Uh, uh, you don't really care about this, though. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, by next Friday, Wisconsin, which there's been a lot of chatter because Wisconsin 10 0. You know how the college football playoff has four, four teams? Yeah. Wisconsin's 10 0, but they've played nobody. So people, you know, they want to, they're playing Michigan this week. I think Michigan's going to run them out of the building. My bold prediction Wisconsin will not be ranked in the top 10 next weekend. Book it. Prediction. Book it. This is Weissman and I on a beautiful, beautiful Friday. We'll talk to you guys next week. And, yeah, this is the Weissman and I show on the I-94 Sports Network, 95. Oh, God, I'm thinking about 1994. I-95 Sports Network. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week, everybody.